now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. tell you though the feedback that we're getting for the songbird episode oh, is fantastic. i think they're all just saying that to be nice no, no not at all you need people, to stop being well, so people humble. are saying it people are saying it to be nice because it's true they're telling the truth <laughs> songbird has no comment that's right uh, i i I just Something silence the songbird? No, Impossible, can't sir. can't silence the songbird. It's not possible, sir. Well, I, I have to tell you, I enjoy it. I know Dean's listened to it multiple times. Absolutely. I might listen to it after we record the show. And uh, I welcome anyone who has just joined us. Hi, I'm Paul Lake. Welcome to Butter and Bacon, where we discuss the good stuff of Disney. With us, as always, is the songbird, Amy. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm doing very well. The day is sunny and bright. Springtime oh is upon us. The winds are sweeping across the plains, and things are looking great in Kentucky. That's good. And uh, I thought you were going to break out into Oklahoma, where the winds come from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not from Oklahoma. They have an airport there. No, but that's okay with, with me. Dean, uh... also here. How are you? <laughs> You know, Paulie, the crack of the bat, the smell of the grass, eat your Cracker Jacks, it is springtime and baseball is here. Absolutely, baseball is here, although I love how the opening game was in a dome. <laughs> you know, as a Yankee fan, we see that far off too often than I would like, is that they always open on the road. Yeah. But it's and because... And they lost of, like six in a row. Oh, they always do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the weather. It's, you know, it's... That particular day, it was 65 and sunny in New York, and then all of a sudden it turned gloomy and rain. So I think they're trying to avoid those kind of weather spots. Yeah, it's kind of gross. I was happy the Cardinals got the nice win against the defending World Series champion Cubs. And um, I think the Reds played yesterday. I'm not sure how they did. Amy, do you know how the Reds did? I have no idea. You might have an idea if you were participating in the Butter and Bacon Baseball Fantasy League, but you're not. I'm Luckily not. for you, you begged out. you off the hook. You begged out. We, we were I able to get an even I number. Beg you out. begged. I put my foot no, that's true. down you and de- I said, you I demanded. am not doing fantasy sports. Begged. I didn't beg for anything. Begged out. Please, Andrew, sign up so that I don't have to, I think was what you said. Yeah, I think you, you did. sir, are full of lies fabrications and fallacies i didn't beg out of wow. anything i put my foot down and said i'm not doing fantasy sports sir wow well that'll come different in the fall haters gonna hate <laughs> hate 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 and the baker's gonna bake 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 and what else is baking is the tiki trot I don't know, that's a terrible segue but whatever <laughs> Paul, you are right. We do have Tiki Trot registration still available, but I'm I'm talking to each of the listeners now because I know our listenership numbers and I know the Tiki Trot registrations and I know some of you, Dean, haven't registered yet. Yeah, that's right. I still need to register. So uh, we wow. have... <laughs> 
I will do so before the April 23rd cutoff because I do want to get my shirt and medal on time. Uh, we had a suggestion on Twitter, which I thought was pretty fantastic. Some folks said, hey, how about if I just want to donate? I don't necessarily want the medal and the shirt, but I'd love to be part of the run. And if you want to do that, there's an option for that, too. Um, but the, the shirt and medal are actually pretty cool, so I'm looking forward to getting them. Um, so we have, let's see, today is April 9th, so we got two weeks left. Uh, of course, like I said previously, we will take registrations late. I just can't guarantee you the shirt and medal on time. Um, so... Let's get those registrations in. Let's get those numbers up. We want to make Matt Holly proud. He's uh, he's stressing to me behind the scenes about the numbers. He wants to see more as many people as possible. We've heard a lot of interest. We get a lot of retweets, and I'm asking all of you, please retweet as well. Let's get as many of our Disney community uh, on board. And remember, this is all for donation to Norman Bates' family. Uh, so we are going to take all the proceeds beyond the cost of the metal and shirt and donate it to their uh, GoFundMe page. So two weeks left, Polly. April 23rd is our cutoff for count of the metal and T-shirts. And I'm hoping everyone gets registered before then. More information, www. I'm actually registered. I'm happy. .tikitrot.com. Are you registered? Good job. Yeah, I actually did register. You are better in your timing than I am. So maybe I'll register today, uh, as I suggest all of you do. So please, uh, as you're Absolutely. listening to the show, log on, register, join us. It's going to be a good time and a good run and for a fantastic cause. Yeah, I agree. Um, and uh, now switching gears slightly, um, talk about good cause, uh, maybe. Amy, how did the bracket challenge turn out? Well, the bracket challenge is completed, as is the men's college basketball NCAA tournament, hashtag March Madness, hashtag BADNCAA, hashtag National Championship, hardwood, peach basket, nylon net game. Squeak foot. Squeak foot, ref whistle flagrant foul squeak foot that's eight minutes without scoring with 10 fouls yeah (laughs) all you heard was squeaking and whistles there was no swishing going on uh, (sighs) no as as i noted on twitter that is one of the most unentertaining basketball games i've ever seen and i watched princeton play basketball in the 1990s it was where they would regularly score 35 points it was a big letdown compared to all of the games that led up to that. Everything, everything was more entertaining than the championship, which should never be true. Even though it kept, like the the lead kept changing, yes. and the different, like the the lead was never more than maybe like five points that I noticed throughout the entire game. Like the score was very competitive, but the game but that was it. <laughs> the game was a lie. I mean, it was yeah. like it did not match up. Yeah, it was like the least anyway. interesting close basketball game ever. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's yeah. kind of like you know watching two JV squads play each other, with regards to the amount of shots missed, the amount of ill-advised shots, the amount of unable to make a rebound, dumb fouls, even dumber calls, even dumber dumber non-calls, such as hand is out of bounds when the player gets the ball on the floor. Not called. Uh, it, it was bad. It was bad. Disappointing. But congratulations to Scott Gunnerman. 
He's yeah. the winner. His bracket named Gunner Bam is the winner. He is the grand prize winner of a pat on the back and an invitation. Awesome. Let us know, Scott Gunnerman, if you would like to come on the show and discuss your win and discuss your picks and all that kind of stuff. If you yeah. would like to come on, let us know. I haven't checked the Twitter account. I tweeted him last night. I haven't checked yet. But I know he likes the, the tweets. By the time yeah. you hear this, I'm sure that I will have checked and everything. But yeah. anyway, um, so let's go down. Here are the people who picked North Carolina to win the whole oh. thing. Five people. And there are, of course, the top five in the results. So Gunnar Bam was number one. Wes Kinetic, number two. Big Time Choker Nate Parrish, number three. Carry one golden sun number four and Scopa Scopa needs help number five. So those were one through five. And then let's see where Dean was. Dean is tied for number eight with Professor Miller. Drunky. Nice and, work. Mm-hmm. And down here at number twenty is me, Amy Beth. Nice Holmes, work. At number hey. twenty. And yep, uh, that's fine. You're in the top twenty, Amy. Uh, Let's nope. Keep, nope. Let's we're keep done. Scrolling here. No, oh, no, 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 no. Let's you know, keep you know, Amy, Amy, almost everybody here got 500 points or more. Almost everybody yep. got 500 or more. Almost. Oh, oh, who's this down here at number 26? Mm-hmm. Which is the last line. Yep. The last number on the list mm-hmm. here, number 26. Who's this? Oh, it's Polly. That's me. Dabood. Dabood. Uh, Polly's down here. Out of a possible, <laughs> how many points were even possible? And uh, and uh, you scored 490 points. I did. I did, but all mm. this did is I guarantee the first pick in next year's bracket. <laughs> oh, you now is it going to be a lottery where the worst teams <laughs> get ping pong balls put in, and then it's you have to wait and see. Well, what happens is that the person that comes in last gets to wait until after the first weekend to fill out the brackets. <laughs> Are you going to have Dan Gilbert's son there, like, cheering <laughs> seeing if you make No one but yeah, an right. NBA fan will know what that means. I'm going to have Steph Curry's dad help me. Nice. Well, it's better than having uh, some other people's dads helping you with your half. Oof. Nice job, you yeah. yeah, Paul, yeah. you managed to go 0 for the championship, Final Four, and Elite Eight. I did. That's, I did. That takes not, not a lot of people... Not a lot of people can do that while still picking favorites. Well, in watching all of these sports and talking about going running and all that other stuff really gave me the idea for this episode, as uh, Dean so carefully put it in our tech stream what are we talking about so you know catching live sports at walt disney world actually is a lot easier than you'd think um and it ties in a little bit with the fantasy baseball that we started up with catching spring training the braves actually play spring training games at wide world of sports and disney has anyone seen that that's on this show crickets I have not. Yeah. I, <laughs> I haven't either. I was letting someone else go my, first. I was yeah. being a lady. My well, first, that's nice. My first half of the year trips to Walt Disney World have either been February, right before they actually start playing games, or April right. after the regular season has started. So I've actually yes, never been down there in they're... the month of March. Yeah. Um, I have not been down there either. Um, much like you, I did have a trip that I f- think 
if we wanted to go over there before Magical Express picked us up, we could have maybe seen them warm up um, on the field and then hightailed it back to our resort to catch Magical Tragical Express. Um, but no, it, it's really funny how, you know, where else can you go on vacation at a major worldwide vacation destination, resort destination, and see a major league team play general admission for $15? Yeah, that's, that's crazy because you know you think about some of other sports. Preseason football, they charge full full ticket prices, yeah. which is ridiculous. Yeah. And you know most of the other yeah. sports teams aren't so linked. I guess you could say Anaheim, but they're not so linked to a world class destination for vacation as well. Right. I mean, you know, I'm thinking about all the other locations, even for baseball. I mean, like, you know, people of course go to Chicago, they go to New York, they'll go to L.A. I don't think going to a baseball game necessarily ties into their trip unless they're big baseball fans. But I mean, this is something that, you know, your, your family of four can go head over and catch a major league baseball game for less than the cost of a regular season, major league baseball game ticket. So I, I've always found that interesting. The only other experience that I've had personally at wide world of sports is going over there for race expo. Yep. Uh, when my wife would run the Walt Disney world marathon in January um, have you got, you know, and of course, walked around the milk house, which I think they've renamed now. But you know, all, all of all of the things, all the doings, all the goings on uh, with live sports. I know there's a cheerleading competition. There's the uh, football, you know, like uh, Little League football competitions that yeah, go on down football. there. Yep. Peewee football. Um, that's typically in the fall. That's why you, you it's kind of hard pressed to get a room at any of the value resorts in the beginning of September because they're using all of them. All of them. Uh, but, you know, it, have you guys um, done any other types of participatory type sporting events? I know, Dean, I think you've ran down there. But we've talked about that. Oh, yeah, several. Um, my, my favorite part about over there, have you seen the statues? The uh, Yes. Those are, those are yes. some of the best representations of sports on property. And they're, yes. they're fantastic just because they do use the older characters or you know, some nods to some of the older cartoons. So I, this the past race in particular, I remember we, we went over there and took a lot of pictures with some of those, you know, Pete and all those kind of horse, horse colors over there. You know, really good representation for the classic Disney fan that's also taking play, part in some sort of sporting event. Right. And, and I think I, I, I'm going to ask a question that I know the answer to. But Wild World of Sports is not necessarily on anybody's list to go and just hang out or walk around. Amy, have you even been to Wild World of Sports? And I'll caveat that by saying I don't blame you if you haven't, because if it hadn't been for a race weekend like Bid picked up, I would not have been over there either. So have you been over there? I have been over there. It has been several years ago, though, since I've been. I'll tell you what was still open when I was over there was the All-Star Cafe. Oh, yeah. Still open (laughs) over there. That's the last time I went. And I went with my dad for something, and I don't remember what it was. It had something to do with basketball. I want to say it was before they started having that yearly classic there on Thanksgiving. It wasn't them because we don't go that time of year. It it was something for him, but I remember we also went to the gift shop and looked in there. It might have been that he wanted to get something from the gift shop, Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, we've been that one time. So It's not the easiest place to get to. I mean, particularly if you don't have your own transportation. Yeah, you pretty much have to have your own transportation or maybe Uber over there. Yep. 
Um, I don't think, unless there's some kind of event going on, I don't think Disney transportation goes over there. No, they used I, to run a bus from the studios to Wide World yeah, of Sports. Was it was say, one of the direct connects and, you had there. But, but you had to get to the studios, and you had to go to, like, bus lane 52. Yeah. <laughs> Other kinds of sports, and now I'm thinking sports that you can actually participate in. I've never played golf there, but there used to be professional championships that were played there. Do you guys see any of those? I haven't, but I'm aware of... They used to have them over there, like, where Shades of Green is now. There's mm-hmm. golf courses over there. What was that? Was that the Lake Buena Vista golf? No, that's over by Lake Buena Vista is the one the where, um, yeah, Saratoga Springs. They actually, I think, they took nine holes away when they built Saratoga Springs. There's still the Buena Vista Golf Club, mm-hmm. um, but you have the Osprey Ridge Golf Course, I believe, mm-hmm. is the other one. Yeah, um, I and I actually they used to have that over there because every once in a while during trips, like. We would happen to to be like around when they would have it, and they would have that big sign up to where yeah. they would show like who was ahead or you know all the the leaderboard. I guess. Would yeah, be the leaderboard's up. neat. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite memories. We were down there during um, one of the golf classics, and um, not only the leaderboards, but they would park all of the trailers for like you know the people that would operate the tents and you know like the. Uh, the, the entourages that would be the equipment managers and stuff like that, not necessarily the caddies or the golfers, but they would all have their campers kind of parked underneath the monorail on your way to the Ticket and Transportation Center from Epcot. So it was kind of neat to see, it was almost like NASCAR sized, the amount of mobile home, you know, like yeah, not mobile homes, but you know, like the you know like Winnebago's and trailers and tractor trailers and golf carts, you know, going all around and all that. And it was like a, a makeshift city that was made just right there behind the tree line. I'm, I'm pretty sure if you were just driving to park at the Magic Kingdom, you wouldn't even notice it off to your right. But because you're on the monorail, you're up above it, you can see it. Now they have what? They have mm-hmm. Palm, they have Magnolia, they have Lake Buena Vista, and then it's Oak Trail, I think that's the nine-hole nine hole walking course. Interesting. I have no idea where Osprey Ridge popped into my head from. Well, they used to have more golf, so they, that may have been one of the oh, other courses it. that have gone away. Cause I can't remember. At one point, I think they had something in the neighborhood of, like, was that 81 holes of golf? So It was something yeah, large. Because I, yep. uh, I remember that there was, uh, at my old job, there was a group of guys that used to go on a golfing trip every year. And it was always in mm-hmm. the wintertime because they wanted to get out of the Northeast. And yep. inevitably, they always ended up at um, in South Carolina. And it's <laughs> like... Why, why don't you get one of the guys that was in the group was a huge Disney fan. He's like, why don't we go to Walt Disney World? They're, and they like laughed. They're like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, they have championship level, real golf, real challenging golf Designed courses. By Jack yeah. And he like he had to like argue with these guys. Remember year after year, they'd always talk about it. And then inevitably, nope, back to South Carolina. Going to Myrtle back. Beach. Always yeah. Myrtle Beach, always Myrtle Beach. You know, it's, and I think finally, uh, like after four or five years, it was a smaller group. Some of the guys ended up not being able to go away, and it was maybe three or four of them did go to Walt Disney World, and they came back raving about the golf. Yeah. And then, and then the next year, they were back at Myrtle Beach. <laughs> and it's funny because as many times as I've gone, and I do enjoy playing golf you know, away from Walt Disney World, I've never played golf there. I've played mini golf. Yeah, I've played the Fantasia Gardens, and I've played Winter, uh, Winter Summerland, but never played real golf. 
Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of times people think, oh, you know, the family's going to go to Disney World and the dad inevitably isn't the Disney fan. And, and you know, mm-hmm. obviously for you and me, that's not the way our families are structured. No. So when I'm nope. down there, I'm with my family and, and I'm not really thinking about doing things separate from them. So golf doesn't really ever play in. I, if I was doing a, a guy's trip or if I was down there for work for some reason and had time on my own, I might actually go play mm-hmm. one of these golf courses. But sure, it hasn't come into play for us uh, because you know, I'm always on the family trip and that's just not something my whole family is going to do right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I, like I said, mini golf, you know, we're going into now sports that you don't you don't only watch, but you can actually participate in uh, mini golf bowling. Good bowling. Good bowling. Yeah. Well, I have not good had food. a chance to go over there. I know Dean has. I don't know if you've been bowling, though. I have. Bowling alley sushi is the way to go. But, uh, yeah, but <laughs> uh, Splitsville's interesting because if you call to make a reservation, you're getting a dining reservation like you would at any other mm-hmm. restaurant. But mm-hmm. if you show up there, you can get a lane reservation that can include dining. So, okay. you know, some bowling alleys, you have like the, you know, maybe a snack cart in the back and you have to go get your own food and that kind of thing. You actually yeah. get service at the alley, at your lane, and they will bring you, you know, full menu, drinks, uh, appetizers, dinners, desserts, etc., sushi if you want it. The nachos are huge, and uh, it's right at your lane while you're bowling. So it's, it's a ni- to me, it's a nice lunch activity. Uh, you know, I, I, we haven't done the dinner time there. I, I don't know why. Just to me, it seems more of a getaway midday and maybe it's the summer thing where we want to get out of the heat so we duck in you know play a couple games of bowling and and have our lunch while we're there well it makes sense too from a lunch perspective because you know you're going to be there for a set amount of time because if you're going to bowl you know say two games you're good for at least an hour hour and a half right um depending on how quickly you bowl and how much time in between your sushi uh (laughs) now have you had the avocado eel roll there I have not had experience the avocado eel roll there, but I hear avocado eel rolls are delicious. That was one of the items that was on my to-do list that I didn't get to during my (laughs) two-week extravaganza trip in January (laughs) where I did next to nothing for two weeks. But did you have a good time? I did have an enjoyable trip. Yes, I did, sir. Well, but then I, it's a successful there trip. A, Absolutely. There was a long, long list of items that were well-intentioned that I had <laughs> on a to-do list to do. And, of course, I, none of it got done, you know. But what Look, the, the, the road around Seven Seas Lagoon is paved with good intentions. <laughs> Nice. Yes, it is. And <laughs> that road, if it is around Seven Seas Lagoon, also leads right up to Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, which is home to Captain Cook's, which is and? home to the Aloha Pork Sandwich. <laughs> Listen to that smile. Oh, the Aloha <laughs> Pork Sandwich. Oh, my gosh. And it's funny that you mentioned that because it takes you right over to the Polynesian, which is near a now defunct and gone sporting event um for spectators and for participants alike the disney racetrack had you guys been down there at all or participated in the driving experiences that they would have at that disney track i know dean i think you might have ran on the court or i, on I the, will, uh, I will let amy first i've had a couple experiences there dean okay, ran amy. out dean ran out in front of a car and i was faster <laughs> Wow, he got Dean got run over by Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the on wow. the speedway. I was walking home. Dean's from life is a highway. Dean's life is a highway. Is a highway. 
And he's gonna drive it all night long. <laughs> Amy, have you been over there? I have not. Neither have I. My dad drove the, um, uh, the drive-yourself car. Did he do the luxury vehicles? Um, did they have that at the time, or was it still the... No, he car? didn't do the exotics. He did the stock car, which he okay. said that it, it took some laps getting used to the fact that the car would actually be able to hold the corner when you turn. Yeah. Because you're, you're not going much faster than you've gone in your, you know, regular, well, in the Northeast, highway driving. <laughs> but the difference is the banked turn and the way that the tires perform. Now, did he have to do the full, built. like, eight-hour class and all that? Yeah, he had he did have to do a safety class. I think the entire experience was five hours. Five hours, okay. Um, he did have to leave early. It was like show up at like six thirty, get fitted for your fire plate, you know, your your fire suit, um, so that you're not, you know, should should a crash occur, you're not just instantly burned in ethanol. Fantastic. Um, sign away sixty five thousand waivers, um, and then he got out on the track after doing the, the safety course and you know how to, how to handle it, all that stuff. And basically, you drove behind the instructor. The instructor would give you the line to follow. And he was good enough to where he would get up to speed, but not let you go faster than him. Yeah. So, you know, as he could see how comfortable you were driving, he would increase his speed, if that made sense. It does. That, that's kind of neat. But you're, you're not allowed to pass him, though. So I right. think their top speed was like 150 or 160 miles an hour, which those cars go up to, you know, like 180. So it was well within the parameters of the car, but still a magnitude faster than you're probably used to driving. Um, and, you know, my dad said he was really kind of getting into the groove and it was over before he realized it was over. Yeah, I think they only, they only you know, run, what, eight, eight, eight or ten laps or something like that when you do you Yeah, know, if you get ten laps and, you know, it's a quarter mile track. Or it's a one mile track, rather. Sorry, um, quarter mile track would be ridiculous. Well, um, I think it was a... spinning. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I think it was a one mile track, uh, maybe a mile and a half. I'm not sure, but in any event, going at that speed, you're done really quickly. Well, especially if it but, takes um, three three laps to get used to it, and then you're kind of getting there. Then you're trying yes. to push it. And you're like, oh, that's it. And then you get one lap to kind of cool down. Right. And then you go and you get a keepsake video. Um, well, not anymore because they don't do the experience anymore. But, you know, what was interesting is that, and I've talked with some other people on Twitter, um, like the Professor Daniel Miller, drunk at Disney, um, you know, they really had some high, high hopes with generating NASCAR interest with Walt Disney World. The only issue is that they wanted to get into, like, the regular racing series. But those weekends are already spoken for. Right. And NASCAR only wanted to show up in the off-season for racing, but that's not when Disney wanted them there. <laughs> So it kind of was one of those things that's probably a really good idea on paper and then handshake deals, but the actual execution just didn't work. Yeah, you had the complication. That was third-party run by Richard Petty Experiences, so right. it wasn't Disney-owned. And that's ultimately what right. part of their downfall was their safety standards were not up to snuff, and they had some incidents yeah. there. So that, w that was their big sort of falling out, and then obviously uh, yeah. Disney had other intentions with that land, so they were able to close it, pave it over, and put up a parking lot. Uh, but before they bop, did that, bop, bop. <laughs> before they pave did that, pe pave petty dice and put up a parking nice. lot. There you go. They they paved furry dice. <laughs> 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 Ooh, 
anyway. yeah, they used to have some of the races, uh, the running races that would go through there. But I was actually there. It was 2010, I think, and they had a special thing for annual pass holders: a discount to do the experience similar to what your dad did. Or mm-hmm. what I took part in was a free ride along. And yes, know, as as uninteresting as that might sound. Being someone who's never been in a car that's gone 150, 160 miles an hour, it was actually pretty cool. And it was a quick experience because they didn't have to go through the safety training and the videos and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. It was basically get dressed, watch a short video, and then go stand in line and go sit in a car while someone else drove it. And to me, that was plenty of experience for it. And and it was kind of funny because I was talking to the driver as he's driving along the the track. And it, it was as casual as, you know, being with your friend out in driving down on a highway and i look over and he's going like 156 miles an hour and basically like steering with one hand as if you know you and i were driving 56 miles an hour Uh, but it was fun it was uh it was the only time i'm not a big nascar guy i definitely didn't want to take a large chunk of time out of vacation to go do any sort of driving experience but you know just the, the sort of thrill ride that that is was uh was worth the experience and obviously free is a fantastic price absolutely yeah you can't beat that so other things that are free and could be considered sports, this is loose, going over to the animal kingdom, and no, not hunting for your own food, but doing the animal spotting at night with the free binoculars and night vision goggles that they give you. Have you guys done that? I have not. I have been over there at dusk. We had to go in to make it in time for an ADR but we have gone over there and done the goggles just the regular ones not the night vision okay were you able to spot everything on the card I think when we went over during the day I think we were able to spot four things and they were all the large animals (laughs) (laughs) um I think there were a lot of people out there so we didn't get to to do like all of the lookouts but we saw some cool animals like the what are they? they might be water buffalo. It's like sort of the yeah. the orangish brown ones with the mm-hmm. big, huge white horns. Mm-hmm. We saw pre burger, pre burger. You know what, Polly? What? Don't take don't, don't take this dark. Okay, don't Listen, take it dark. I'm hungry. <laughs> well, you know what, Polly? These are lovable animals. They are delicious. Um, <sighs> I love animals. Anyway, ketchup helps the flavor of anything. This is true. Flavor crystals and ashes. Um, And if you don't know what that is, check out Facebook for the video of someone who did one of those cooking things where they called uh, garlic um, vampire proofing. They called onions portable tear gas. It was fantastic. Segwaying on to more animal sites, have you guys done any of the fishing excursions that they have at Walt Disney World? I have not done the fishing excursion, but I have a story about... Please tell. Okay, uh, this isn't about fishing. You can segue back to fishing after the story if you want to. So (laughs) when I was a kid, we rented a pontoon from the Contemporary Resort. Yeah. And we sailed around and went into Seven Seas Lagoon. And this was in sort of the early days of my dad getting his weekly publication about UK sports off the ground. And so he had t-shirts and hats made 
that had like the name of it in the logo and stuff. So he was wearing, you know, a shirt, hat, and here he is driving the boat. And a big gust of wind took his hat. <laughs> oh and no. It was like floating in Seven Seas Lagoon and my dad went to the front of the pontoon and opened the little door and he's like leaning out, leaning out, trying to get it leaning out. Mom's like, let it go. It's not that important. You got a bunch more at home. You have more at home. Just, you had these made. Just let it go. And uh, so we have we tell the story all the time at the house. So we rib my dad about you know the the famous blue hat that was lost at sea in Seven Seas Lagoon. We have a picture of him before it blew away. He's like you know driving the boat proudly, and there I am sitting in my little ch- you know children's size T-shirt matching his like the same <laughs> logo. And stuff. So we're all like super proud and everything, and then like. I think my mom like wrote on the picture famous blue hat lost at sea. But he didn't he didn't fall <laughs> so, in. He did not fall in. He, your he your mom didn't your mom didn't goose the throttle in reverse. No. <laughs> just just give it a little you know, a little nudge. I just remember this went on for a really long time that he was trying <laughs> to get the hat. And like I I was worried like as a kid I'm like worried that one of the fairies is gonna come by, one of the huge like oh, yes, of fairies yes. is gonna Whoa. come by and it's like, just like mow us down. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. an awesome story. But that's funny. But yeah, that's another that's another form of kind of sports though. They have like the Sammy Duval. Yeah, um, yeah, there's some like great boating pa- stuff. The parasailing and do they still have like the water skiing and stuff like that back there? At the contemporary, I they know have, they like, have all parasailing. Kinds of... I'm not sure about water mm-hmm. skiing, but they definitely have parasailing. Yeah, I don't know about water skiing and and also you know the the boat rental like you said. I mean, just going out and tooling around. It's not necessarily a sport, but you can make it a sport. Um, I, I guarantee um, parents, if you go out with your kids, they will be faster than you. Oh, yeah. I know this. I know this from experience. Especially <laughs> in those little water sprites. Oh, <laughs> yep, yeah. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we almost did the yeah, pole fishing but, at um, Port Orleans Riverside. But, you know, much like a- Amy's talked about, you know, sometimes your best laid plans stay uh, on the to-do sheet and don't get checked off because you end up either missing it or relaxing through it or coming up with something else to do so there are some good fishing yeah. outings that are available and, and you know it doesn't always have to be boat fishing uh, but yeah, right. i think they offer yet. that cane fishing at fort wilderness too don't they they do yeah they do yep. there's a lot of fishing to be had you just have to know where it is living seas you know <laughs> Dean, you yeah, guys there there you can actually catch your what, catch i say what do you think they serve at coral reef right that always strikes me as kind of sad that you're going to sit there and, like, eat their friends, like, right in their face. <laughs> like, right like, all up in their face. And their that's gills, why I like Chico so much. They're, like, staring at you, and their <laughs> gills are, like, blub, 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 blub. And they're just, like, you know, they got their little fishy fin motor in neutral, and they're just, like, sitting there, blub, 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 blub. They're like, gills, blub. <laughs> and you're just like eating their family. That is that creeps me out about coral reefs. There's your friends, not food. This is creepy, I man. I find the wall carpeting way more creepy, creepy than that. Well, I love it's been wall there for carpeting. a while. 
Yeah, I you love too. wall carpeting. We'll have to do it. We'll have to do an episode of best wall carpeting in Walt Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, in part, <laughs> there is some pretty good wall carpeting there. Uh, but you know, it really, really, the point of this episode is just to point out that you know all these things that we listed, and there are more. But all the things we listed that are that are sports. You're not wrapping this up yet. Oh yes, I am. There are running trails. There are walking trails. Bicycle rental. Surrey rental. There's all sorts of more. There's tennis. There's tennis. Yes. Well, I think gaming. You can peek onto the cruise line. They have basketball courts. They have a running track on the cruise boat. I mean, there's shuffleboard. Shuffleboard. It's an active one. Bingo. D- say that DVC DVC <laughs> DVC <laughs> trivia night. Yeah. What, what's wrong with you? You can't end the episode like that. You could book another cruise on board and exercise your wallet. Yep, you can't. Wait. Now, if you wanted to book a cruise, where would you go? Uh, Amy, who might you use if you wanted to book a cruise? Adventure is out there, travel. There you go. There's swimming. There's the workout rooms. Oh, swimming and workout rooms are. You know that that's actually a, a good topic. Just to, before we wrap up, is yes, like, the idea of working out on vacation. Because I know a lot of people think, no, we're not doing that. You know, or some people are just not going. You know, they figure I'm I'm taking enough steps during the day. That's my workout. But I have been. Uh, you know, we've mentioned uh, Professor Daniel Miller a few, a few times now. The, he has a running group, the Rum Runners, and I'm been part of that group and. You know, there are a lot of folks that do work out when they're on vacation, you know, whether it's taking their Insanity Max 30 video with them and, and getting a half hour in before the day starts. Or I know, Paula, you like to get out and kind of walk the resort, um, even yeah. if it's just for, the, you know, it maybe with the intention of, hey, I'm going to bring coffee back, but still getting that morning walk and getting that steps. And that's all part of, of exercise and outdoor activity you can do on vacation. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it, it is definitely gets me going, you know, for the day. And um, you know, I, I'm not going to say it's it's as far as making sure that I'm limbered up. But I also, knock on wood, have not had any kind of injury with like pulling a muscle or twisting an ankle or anything like that. Um, because I, I kind of make sure to gear up for all of the walking that you're going to do. I mean, we talked about it before. I mean, you could log six, seven, eight, nine, ten miles plus just walking around the theme parks. That's a lot of walking to do. Um, and if you're not ready for it, I'm not going to say that people have to do necessarily stretches when they get off the parking tram, but you, you might want to consider <laughs> getting up and just kind of walking around the resort a little bit to get you ready because most people don't walk that much in a day. Morning yoga. You could do that. Do they offer, do they, the, I don't know if any of the spas offer classes like that. I know, you know the, there's a the perfect area stuff like for that, it. But. There's a perfect area over at Saratoga Springs right next to the spa where you could do Tai Chi or yoga. Um, there's like a secluded courtyard right off the main pool. Boardwalk that, has a nice green really... like that too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they did. It, it, it's something to look into when you get to your resort. You know, they get sort of that. Well, they, they used to give those really nice printouts. I'm not sure if they have as much anymore. But inquire at the desk if there is anything like a group class or, or you know, find out about the spa offerings that may have something like that because i agree with you Paul. Right. It's, it, if you're not prepping before your trip and you think you're going to go commando style and walk from sun up to sundown through disney parks you're going to end up sore within a day or two yeah you'll 
you'll be hurting. And, you know, a lot like Amy said, you know, if you are interested in hiking trails, walking trails, running trails, if you're running, uh, whether or not you're training or you just want to, you know, log some miles to keep up with your fitness level um, and ask, inquire at the desk. Um, they'll mo most likely give you a marked map. You'll have an idea of distances. Um, I know we've talked on this show before. Fantastic running around the Sasagula. Um, I mean, you could run theoretically from Saratoga Springs to Disney Springs all the way up to Port Orleans to Old Key West and then back down again. Um, I mean, that, that's a lot of running if you wanted to. Um, the trail between Fort Wilderness and Wilderness Lodge, um, a lot of people have said is really nice. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, of, of course, there's running around the TTC and the Polynesian over to the Wedding Pavilion and over to the Grand Floridian. Um, if you happen to be staying over at the Contemporary, there's tons of walkways. You could run to the Magic Kingdom and back. Um, you know, I, I would recommend doing all of this early before it gets busy. But um, there's lots of ways you can run or jog or walk, um, you know, before it gets crowded and really just start your day off nicely. They should offer a Mulan so, uh, archery course. <sighs> I'm racking my brains for other sports that you might be able to have at Walt Disney World. You know, it's football we talked about with you know they, they have the facility at I, I want to say they did baseball. archery I, I feel like they did well, the horseback point. riding the oh, horseback yeah. riding over at Wilderness Lodge oh yeah so. there's an uh, there used to be an archery experience and at Fort Wilderness there was right yeah. I thought so mm-hmm do oh, they did still I Wilderness do, Lodge yeah do I they said still do the Segway yeah. do they still do this the Segway off-road Segway thing I don't think they do the Segways anymore yeah, they have they had a two or three sports. of them, and they've they've narrowed it down, I think, to one Segway tour, and I don't know if it still exists. Uh, but yeah, table tennis. <laughs> table tennis. You could play There's... ping pong. Uh, air hockey. Yeah, well, all the arcades usually have an air hockey. Competitive Pac-Man. There you go. Competitive drinking around the world. Well, that's a different podcast. <laughs> but uh, you know, one of the. You know, it just really, I mean, that kind of was the point of the episode was, uh, you know, to show that as many of these things that we listed, there's a lot of things that the three of us haven't done. And pretty much guarantee that you guys haven't done it either. And finding new things to do when you're on vacation, that's the good stuff. This has been the good stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Bacon. For personalized trip planning services and expertise, please contact Becca via email at Becca at AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, on Twitter at AIOT Travel, or visit our website, AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, where you can get more information, read our blog, subscribe to our newsletter, and request a quote. Let them know Butter and Bacon sent you. You can follow Butter and Bacon on Twitter at Butter and Bacon on Instagram as Butter and Bacon Podcast. And please contact us via email at butterandbaconpodcast at gmail.com. To get the good stuff delivered hot and fresh, please subscribe to Butter and Bacon in your podcast app of choice. intro oh yeah no but for, um, so so to recap we'll we'll do a uh 
We're all just in delightful moods to record yes. this podcast. Oh, today. Pamela sent yes, me off. Yes, we are. I have to tell you though, the feedback that we're getting for the Songbird episode oh, is fantastic. I think they're all just saying that to be nice. No, not at all. You need people, to stop being well, so people humble. are saying it. People are saying it to be nice because it's true. They're telling the truth. Uh, <laughs> Songbird has no comment. That's right. Uh, I, I, I just something silence the Songbird. No, impossible, can't sir. silence the Songbird. It's not possible, sir. Well, I, I have to tell you, I enjoy it. I know Dean's listened to it multiple times. Absolutely. I might listen to it after we record the show. And uh, I welcome anyone who has just joined us. Hi. Welcome to Butter and Bacon. We discuss the good stuff of Disney and even sing-along background music. I'm Polly, your intrepid leader host. German? Leaderhosen? Um, and with us as always, right? With us as always is Amy the Songbird. Hi, Amy. Hi, Polly. <laughs> and Dean, recorder engineer extraordinaire. Thank you, Polly, for kicking us off as always. Yeah, I try. Do you have anything to update us on, Mr. Nope. Dean? Nope. Keep going. You're no. Okay. There's no trick. There's no tiki trot. Nope. You want to talk about? All, all you all day. Come on. It's me. It's Leave. me all day. Be the leader. Whoa! This is not <sighs> you guys. Okay. <laughs> stick stick a fork in that because that's not going anywhere. <laughs> We're starting over. That was <laughs> okay. Let me just. Okay, you're starting. We're starting over. Take it from the top. Ready when you are, CB. Because that's awful. Give us a countdown. Give us a countdown. Three, two, one. This is gonna be a really long recording if she doesn't say. Wait, Amy, can you please do the tiki, 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 tiki room? What? Oh, oh, what? My goodness, they're all staring at us. I was on mute doing something. Amy, you better start the show right away. Well, you better start the show rolling. I said I was going on mute. I went to do something while you were doing your thing. What are you doing? Are you making beefaroni? We're not. We're not getting the song. I don't think we're getting the song. I'll sing a song for you. Sixpence. What details do? So. Somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well. Probably jump in. Whoa. Robot Polly. You know what, Polly? You're going to have to... Stop coming. You're going to have to be an all-star on a better connection. Seriously. Come on. Your prodigy dial-up is not holding up here, Polly. Your CompuServe 28 (laughs) connection is not working out. Hang up the phone! I'm trying to use the internet! You've got mail.
yeah, they do it on the cruise. There's there's a perfect area at the boardwalk or um, at the Disney Springs. Or <laughs> Start over. Three, two, one. <laughs> Jingle bell, jingle, bam!